0: This is Heart to Heart with Hospice Quinty on 91X. Heart to Heart features important and worthwhile conversations about hospice palliative care and end-of-life issues, tackling the tough issues with tenderness and the difficult discussions with dignity. Here's Jennifer May Anderson.
1: Today, we are joined by Frank Hamper, who is a United Church minister and is the visiting minister at Eastminster United Church in Belleville. And he also helps Hospice Quinty train our visiting volunteers in the spiritual issues and concerns that people might have at the end of life. Although spiritual care is an integral part of hospice palliative care throughout the client's illness trajectory, it may become more of a focus as individuals approach death. So when we speak about spirituality and hospice care, We are talking about how individuals make meaning and express purpose, as well as the way they experience their connectedness to the moment, to themselves, to others, to nature and to the significant or sacred. So thank you very much for joining us today, Frank. My pleasure. So being diagnosed with a terminal illness often causes people to think about death, loss and grief in ways that they haven't before. What kinds of questions do you find people have when they know they are approaching the end of their life?
0: Um, a lot of it has to do, I think, with uh, meaning, purpose, what's, uh, what gives them purpose. A lot more will turn, um, if you want to say turn, to a more spiritual uh, search uh, to give that meaning uh, to them. Um, but uh, most people... Um, it's a real rude awakening, uh, just when they're maybe at the peak of their life, and uh, now they have a diagnosis that says the end of life is coming uh, for certain, and that's not how we often operate
1: now do you find that people who have been involved in organized religion have different questions or concerns compared to those who might not have been part of an organized faith tradition
0: I don't, I don't think so I, i'm i'm I think most of the time it comes from a spiritual center. And so it's with a relationship with God of who they call God or that power. Um, the organized may be that if they have a very strong faith, it may be easier for them to deal with the diagnosis. But often what people ask are just simple questions like, maybe what's, what's it like beyond, like, which we don't know. But I mean, that's the question. I'll say, well, I'd like to know, but uh, or they they may express fear of uh, you know making that move. Um, it's a very individual um, approach that people have to their end of life issues, in spiritual.
1: And I wonder too. I had a a girlfriend who was not part of an organized religion who had a, a close friend die unexpectedly and and she said to me i i wish i had a faith tradition because i don't know what happens now and i don't know how i'm supposed to deal with yeah. this yeah. what about for people who are supporting the person with a terminal illness
0: yeah again um it depends on their own spiritual connection with their god or higher power um and it's often um a very like I, I just think it's very difficult for people to be in that place because it's not some place that you feel comfortable. And uh, if you, you, I think you said if if the person is of a faith tradition, it sometimes um, if they're familiar with a, a holy scripture or reading, um, and they can go there to find some kind of guidance or uh, share that with somebody. But a lot of times, I just find uh, with the experience I've had. Uh, and people at end of life, it's very personal, it's very, uh, it's non-structured, it, and they'll, they'll maybe ask you some of the weirdest questions you could possibly think of. And so and I just find it very much an individual experience.
1: I know that in religious and spiritual circles, there is a focus on making meaning or meaning-making mm, yes. as an important part of life. So how can those who are at the end of life make some meaning out of that phase mm, of our lives? Yeah,
0: I, I think a lot of the meaning or the, the, the restlessness that comes with the end of life is unfinished business, like people talk about unfinished business, unresolved uh, relationships, those kinds of things where people uh, have a need to settle whatever it is that's that's troubling them or whatever is is causing them discomfort. And um, that, I think, is one of the most important things, that if you, as a volunteer, as a person who uh, supports, you know, maybe a family member, give the person the opportunity just to be able to say what they need to say.
1: So yeah. it's perhaps even at first identifying those loose ends. Right,
0: yeah, and, and allowing... Allowing the person who is dying to explore that, like, you know, sometimes we often think we have to fill up a space with little comments or, you know, idle chat. It doesn't, you know, because a lot of times people are lying there thinking, and it's very profound thinking. And so if you're able to be comfortable with that person in that place, that's really helpful, I think.
1: Now, I'm wondering if there are different end of life or spiritual issues that come forward depending on the age of the individual. So, do people who are more elderly have have different concerns or questions than, say, someone who's at at midlife or or younger people or or children?
0: Yeah, I think that's a myth. (laughs) It's, you know, I spend a lot of time, uh, you know, working, uh, volunteering with the elderly, older, aged people
1: more experience more people. experience yeah i like that more experience
0: but you know the value of life at 80 is no different than it is at 20 and so um certainly they're going to approach the end of life in a different way because of their life experience so uh, you know it's it's still an unknown territory it's not there's no chart for us to follow and so the questions are, what's it like? What's going to happen? Where am I going to go? Like, it doesn't really matter how old you are when those questions come up. You know?
1: yeah. I guess it's still that great unknown, right? Yeah, we always yeah. have questions whenever yeah. we're approaching something yeah. that we don't know about. And we want to yeah. ask those more experienced people what, but yeah. we don't have anybody to ask.
0: Yeah. And, and one of the comments that people have made to me is, you know, I was relieved when I got my diagnosis. Because it was the unknown that was tearing me apart. I didn't know. And so again, in a kind of way, that unknown place or unknown where are we going is a bit nerve-wracking or it's just, it's, it's kind of um, disconcerting, I guess, for people. But I mean, it's the end of life. And we put so much emphasis on life, you know. Yeah.
1: So you mentioned that friends or family or those who are supporting someone who's at end of life can help by being quiet and and letting yeah. that that thinking and, and processing happen for the individual. What other role can can friends or family or supportive people play for someone who's at end of life?
0: Mm, good question. Um, I'm a I'm a person who believes in that um, being in the space with the person, like going. To that place where they are so for me i would say it's just being with companioning listening 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 um you can't listen too much you know um there's support for families are the like when the practical things like you know putting finances in order all that kind of thing like if you have a power of attorney or somebody who's looking after your finances, that's fine. But for volunteers, for hospice, like it's just being there to be with, to provide that compassionate care that we always talk about.
1: Now, I know with our volunteers, we train them to look for signs of spiritual distress yeah. um, with their terminally ill clients. So what would be some signs of spiritual distress that a family member or a loved one might, might see in someone?
0: Um, I think the, what you can, I, I, that's a good question too. I, I'm thinking that perhaps it's like to do with their rituals like prayer. Like they will say, oh, I I don't know what to pray. I, I, I've lost my uh, ability to pray. Or is God really listening to me? Uh, those kinds of things which, they, again, the unknown. Um, but um, it's hard to say what exactly? Yeah, I don't.
1: So if you see some change, in, I guess the individual's outlook on life that that has changed since they had their diagnosis, or as they move closer. Um, I know that we have these sort of picture perfect ideas of death, we see them in movies, people have their final last words, and Mm -hmm. they, uh, you know, tie up all those loose ends and solve all those problems and reconcile all those relationships. But what are some other emotions that people might experience at end of life that that we don't want to think about like is, sure. is there anger or regret anger, yes. or
0: anger regret I could have done this I could have done that um, I could have quit smoking I mean all those silly little things that people think of at the time but you're not that silly at all
1: so we just have to be open to what emotions anyone might experience and be yeah. there for yeah, that person yeah. in that time, yeah,
0: and and especially I'm, I'm thinking of volunteers like in hospice. Like you probably aren't really familiar with the person before, so it's on a daily basis that when you go in today, and the person's restless or they're just not as settled as they might be the last time you saw them, or or they could come up with a really good question, and. You may have an answer, but you may not, and that's okay either way. but the thing is that be ready for whatever it is and the change I think hospice um people are special <laughs> they uh and they're 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 tuned in to that kind of change, and so when people are um in that place, um it's just to be there with them, to go wherever they want to go.
1: Yeah. So if someone's at end of life or supporting someone who's at end of life and they have spiritual questions or concerns or issues, what kind of resources would you recommend for those
0: individuals? Well, first find out what their um, practice is like, or if they have an established um, religion. Um, otherwise, there's all kinds of, like, you probably can get lots from Hospice <laughs> Uh But there's, there's uh, you know, lots of reading material. I, you know, I believe in Google. Like, you just go Google it. and uh, Or uh, when you go to other places where you see different articles and that kind of thing, sometimes it's a little video if they're up for it. You know, sometimes you may have to read something to them because they just said I just don't want to read this right now. What can you? And then that's great.
1: Yeah. So, Frank, when you uh, come to train our volunteers mm-hmm. who are going to help out people who are terminally ill, what do you think are the most important things for those volunteers to take away and to take into their volunteering?
0: From the spiritual aspect. Yes. Yeah. I guess I would say not, being non judgmental, uh, to be able to listen to a great diversity of of spirituality because the world is just a melting pot of all kinds of different ideas and different religions. And um, I've noticed in the class... Uh, off the volunteers, the diversity that's within that group. And they come from all different aspects. So the experiences that bring, people bring uh, is is amazing. Um, so the people, if they're open, and again, I can say it over and over and over, listening, 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 just to be there. And listening means you're not talking. You let the person say if they want to say something. And if not, it may be just hold their hand, be there with them.
1: So do you have any any words of wisdom for anyone who's supporting someone at end of life or uh, who might be at end of life themselves?
0: For those who are supporting, take care of yourself. Be good to yourself. Give yourself grace time. You know, Give yourself time away from the situation. And for the person in the end of life, I don't know. I've never been in that situation where I had a diagnosis. Um, it would be interesting, I think, to find out what I would do. But again, all I can say is for the people who are there, supporting, be good to yourself.
1: Thank you very much, Frank. I really appreciate you coming to talk to us today.
0: Thank you. My pleasure. You've been listening to Heart to Heart with Jennifer May Anderson of Hospice Quinty. Their mission is to change the lives of the terminally ill, their families, and the bereaved for the better by offering support and companionship. Learn more about hospice at hospicequinty.ca and listen for Heart to Heart regularly at this time on Alternative Radio 91X.